Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Today, there's lots and lots of folks who can't make the payments on their loans. What does it mean? Well, there's lots of options called loan workouts and modifications. Today, we're going to talk about those and tell you what you need to know on the Real Estate Guys radio network. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook. Log on to audiopodcast.com forward slash real estate guys for details. Get a download of your choice when you sign up today. Now, on with the show. Go online with the real estate guys. The real estate guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the Real Estate Guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the Real Estate Guys. Help us to help you. Go online with the Real Estate Guys at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in today. A great show on a topic that is quite timely, loan workouts, exercising your options. Lots you can do today if uh, you are one of the folks who got into a loan and are finding it a challenge to pay for whatever reason. And uh, we've got uh, just a whole host of uh, information. And speaking of hosts, here's our co-host, Russell Gray. If the gap between your mortgage payment and your income is too big... Yes. Then you can work out and make it smaller. There you go. And uh, we're continuing the exercising theme. Also, exercising his choice to be here. It's the godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. <laughs> Hi, guys. Good to be here today. Yeah, you know, we're uh, in an interesting time for sure. Last week we talked extensively about what's happening. And, and of course, the news is just all over about this uh, financial turmoil that we're in. And it all started months ago when uh, this whole... Uh, this whole house of uh, mortgage cards started to crumble for lots of reasons that we've discussed. Uh, but where we are now is that we find ourselves in the situation where we have lenders who have what they would consider bad or risky paper, non-performing assets, read that as people that aren't making their mortgage payments, and they're worried, and they're worried a lot. And so five years ago, if you had trouble paying your rent and you called your, I mean, paying, paying your mortgage, uh, and or maybe you had trouble paying your rent and therefore your <laughs> landlord had trouble making the mortgage, uh, and they were to call the lender and say, hey, you know, I need some help here. Can we uh, lower my interest rate? Can we, uh, can I take a couple of months off of making payments? Your lender would have said, too bad, so sad, sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today, it's a very different world out there. It is. It's a very different world, you know, because the, uh, the at the core of this crisis is the inability to value mortgage-backed securities. And mortgage-backed securities are the pools and the derivatives of the pools of these individual mortgages that were taken out that are all put together in packaged in Wall Street. And when people lost faith in that, they quit putting money in. So that is the core of the crisis. Banks and all the problems we're having in the banking industry has really come out of the inability to sell these mortgage-backed securities in the secondary market. And so as a result of that, nobody can figure out their worth, right? Because if the fair market is going to determine the price of something, you've got to have buyers and sellers. We get lots of sellers, but nobody's buying. And so the alternative then is to collect on the collateral. The problem is there are so many properties going into foreclosure, literally prices have been in free fall. 
And that so just, much so that in many cases, people who bought loans with those 80, 10, and 10 programs that were so popular, 80% first, a 10% second, 10% down, that 10% that the second has is gone. The property value isn't there. Well, the homeowner's equity is gone. The, the, the security, the collateral for the second loan is gone. The appreciation that both those parties were counting on to make the whole deal worthwhile didn't happen. And the borrower is sitting there going... Why am I going to sit here and make a payment on a house for three or four thousand dollars a month when I could live in the same house for fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred dollars a month? So I'm just going to quit paying because what do I care? I mean, I've already maxed up my credit cards. My my credit score is a disaster area. I, I I mean, whatever, and I can't just go roll over and do bankruptcy like I used to be able to do because they changed the rules on that. So screw it, I'm walking away. And so everybody that does that just creates all this tremendous pressure on housing prices and on the value of the underlying paper or the collateral. And so that's really at the core of it. To solve the problem, we've tried pumping tons of money into the system, but banks are completely unwilling to lend because they can't get a handle on their balance sheets. Worse, now that banks are in trouble, people are sucking real cash out. And so we've been seeing these runs on banks, which is kind of what brought down uh, both Washington Mutual and IndyMac over the last several weeks. So you've got all this going on. At the end of the day, it's become the perfect storm for flexibility on the lender's part. The lenders are saying, okay, we're willing to deal. Sheila Baer, who's the chairwoman of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, who insures the bank deposits and has a vested interest in all of this that's going on because it's definitely affecting the solvency of banks, came out a year ago and said, look, banks, you have the right to foreclose and I don't have the right to come in and tell you what to do. But, you know, if I were you, I would really think about modifying these loans because a less profitable paper is is more profitable than a foreclosure all the costs associated with that, all the uncertainty attached to that, and then all of the uh, the, the loss on your, your asset is even worse at the end of the day. And the way things are going in this economy, it's not like the housing market's going to bounce back tomorrow. And then she actually put her money where her mouth was. She did. She did. When the FDIC took over IndyMac, the first thing she did was she halted uh, foreclosure pro- proceedings on $15 billion worth of mortgages. She led by example. Well, today, fast forward just a few months, um, now lenders are saying... We would rather work it out. Oh, please, can we work it out? And so, you know, they'll call you and say, we're going to foreclose, blah, 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 right? And then you call them and say, I think maybe, just possibly, it, maybe I might be able to get out of this. Great. We'll wait. We'll talk to you. Right. Now, not everybody's like, but a lot more. I mean, it's really unprecedented, the level of cooperation going on right now. And it's politically correct right now to do, because don't forget, these banks are under a lot of scrutiny. The CEOs and the policymakers of these banks are being really taken to task by the regulators saying, come on, you guys, you're making the problem worse. And so it, it creates an opportunity. You know, it's just like we talked about last week, you know, profiting from the chaos or finding the opportunity in the chaos. There's chaos right now in the lending world, just like there is in the ownership world of real estate. And you can go into that situation and begin to negotiate. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. And we're going to talk about some of the things that you can specifically do to improve your cash flow by getting your loan reworked. Right. So the big picture is that you may find yourself in a position of having one or many loans that are troubled, underwater, might be on your principal residence, might be on rental properties, could even be commercial or retail properties. And you're looking at the option of modifying your loan. Now, in the past, what would you do? If the past, if your interest rate got too high, you would refinance. 
right? I go get another loan, and you get one of those teaser loans at a lower rate, and people refinanced themselves out of similar problems in the past. Sure. Whether it was a tenant uh, issue, of tenants not paying rent, and I can't get them evicted because I'm in one of those states like California where you know I can't, and uh, w- without months and months going by, and 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 so that th- we had other options. Today the options are fewer. So now there's this possibility for a loan modification or a workout. Now before we talk specifically about that, you have to get your mind around the fact that there is perhaps an ethical or moral dilemma for people here who signed on the dotted line that they promised to pay. And so first thing you have to understand is, well, that was the intent, but you're only one very small of that entire part of that entire chain of the paper Russ was speaking about. And if, you know, if they had been more prudent in extending the credit to you, then maybe you could have figured out a way to pay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I don't think there's an ethical or moral dilemma at all. The dilemma is not paying, right? That's the problem. If you don't pay your debt, if you call up somebody and say, hey, I'd like to renegotiate and they say, Okay, and then you work out something that you mutually agree to. Bingo. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, yep. that's just called doing business. Nothing wrong with that at all. And the fact that they're willing to do it is great. That's an opportunity in business. The market you got to give go with what the market gives you. Sure you do. The market is not giving you a ready supply of refinance money. That's gone, or not gone, but it's like almost gone. And it's going to come back, but it's not here right now. Absolutely. Right now, what the market gives you, if you especially if you're a real estate investor and you've got dozens of loans, you got a big portfolio of debt, and you're con- why, why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> and you're constantly <laughs> monitoring that debt and the cash flow and what's going on in the underlying interest rates, especially. If if you've been using adjustables or you've been using, uh, uh, you know, short-term uh, interest-only products. Uh, and again, nothing wrong with those products, but the strategies in the old days used to be, hey, you know, at the end of that short-term situation, I'll refinance, I'll get rid of the property. You've lost the ability to do that. The market has changed. And again, if the lender on the other side is willing, you're not holding a gun to their head. If they're willing to work with you and you can strike a deal, why not? Let's make a deal. Guess what? That contract was signed by two people, the lender and you. It was an agreement. You were both going to do things for each other under certain set of conditions. Basically said, I'm going to give you the money. Here's the terms. You're going to pay me back. Both people signed that in good faith. Now what happens? And you backed it with an asset that at the time was worth more than the loan in most cases. And they said exactly. they were willing to take it if you defaulted. And so, you know, if you walk away from the loan and give them the property, they knew that was part of the deal. Right. You're not, they, it's not like, oh, surprise, I'm giving you back the house. That was always part of the equation. They said that, but they didn't really ever, one, think it was going to happen, and two, want it to happen, because what's their business? It isn't owning the property you defaulted on. They're not built for that. They don't have the mechanism. Yeah, they're crunching around, and there's a lot of ways to do it. But the point is, why they'd be willing to look at you and modify your loan is because they don't want that property back. They don't want you to fail but they want to work out something so this loan can be converted from a non-performing asset to one that is performing. How did you make that happen? You probably changed the terms, but they have that ability, and the whole point is they now have the willingness. It's a, it's a different picture. All right, so let's talk about loan modification. Now, what is a loan modification? Well, according to the Department of uh, uh, the, the HUD department, uh, they've got a whole workout. Uh, the, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development has a whole uh, frequently asked question section, of course, mostly uh, FHA loans and the like. Uh, but they said loan modification is a permanent change in one or more of the terms of a mortgager's loan. So 
it allows a loan to be restated and it results in the uh, payment that uh, you, the borrower, can afford. And so today you've got a bunch of options and you need to understand what they are and you also need to be proactive. And so if you're, there's two basic categories. Number one, a loan in default. Number two, a loan that's not. Right. So if your loan's in default, you haven't been able to make the payment for whatever reason and you're behind, then there's a whole process, depending on the state you live in and, the, and where the property is, there's a whole process for how uh, the lender uh, secures the right to the collateral, uh, in, resulting ultimately in a foreclosure if you aren't able to cure it. However, there's lots of folks today that aren't, in, they aren't defaulting. There's not a problem. It's a problem that's coming. Or I see based on cash flow. This has happened to me in one of the buildings I have. It's a multi-tenant building. It's a, it's a large building, and my vacancy is up to about 45%. Why is that? Well, we had an abnormal number of move-outs, and I'm using this time to take advantage of a great rental market. I'm upgrading my units so I get about $50 a, a, a unit more, and we're getting $50 a unit more. But it means the unit's empty for a month while the work's being done, and I've had to spend 1500 to $2,000 a unit to do it, sometimes less. Right, but this is a this is a whole effort. And it's not just me; it's part of a neighborhood where this is going on. And so, long term, that's a great decision to make. Short term, the cash flow is difficult. And so, this is a case where I've been able to arrange a loan modification based on the fact that my interest rate was very high on this property, and today the loan market, the the rental market is very strong. And so, we've been able to come to an agreement to change the terms of the loan that everybody is happy. Well, with. you know, I mean, why why did you have a high interest rate on that loan? Because at the time you needed the money, they had the advantage. Yes, they did. Well, today, you have the advantage. Or as I like to say, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and so just, just to put some numbers on it, my interest rate was 11.9%. Yeah, and believe me, they weren't sitting having an ethical quandary <laughs> no, in some they back room about the fact that Robert Helms was going to have an 11.9% loan because the situation at the time meant that if you needed to get a loan and you needed to get a loan, that was the deal. They need their paper to perform in ways they've never needed their paper to perform because they've got to limit their amount of risk. And the only way for them to do that is rewrite that contract. Which is why I have no ethical dilemma now paying 5%. Good job. 5% for the next two years, and then it can only go up at the most 1% per year. Shh, don't tell anybody. Right now, I can live with that. When we come back, we're going to talk more about loan modifications, workouts, reconveyances, all kinds of ways you can get out from under that alligator. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, Russ, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, here uh, listening to a book. I see you're listening to a book. I hear you're listening to a book. What is the book you're listening to? Ah, I'm listening to Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Oh, one of my favorites. Don't tell me you're at audible.com. I love it. Yeah, here's a way for you to get uh, all kinds of great audiobooks that you can download uh, at your convenience and listen wherever you are. Do what we do. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys, and you can browse the entire assortment and also see their very special bonus offer. It's, a, it's such a great way to, to leverage your, um, your uh, time. Yeah, you can do it while you're driving, while you're working out. Please don't do it while you're listening to the Real Estate Guys radio program. But at any other time, it's a great time to check out the latest uh, in authors, speakers, and uh, a lot of great content. And find out more at audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Listen to something great this week. 
If you could increase the effectiveness of your brain, would you do it? If you could discover an easy way to make your brain smarter, stronger, and faster for absolutely no cost at all, would you do it? Well, now you can by requesting a powerful free demo of IQ from Infinite Mind. Right now, when you call, we'll send you an absolutely free demo showing you how easy it is to increase your brain power in as little as seven minutes. It's called IQ, and it will unleash your mind. Not only that, but you'll be able to read up to 1,000% faster, allowing you to read 10 books in the time it takes others to read one. To increase the effectiveness of your brain in seven minutes for free, call 1-800-405-7654. What have you got to lose? It only takes seven minutes. It increases the speed speed and efficiency of your brain and you can try it out absolutely free call now to get your free demo call iq at 1-800-405-7654 that's 1-800-405-7654 crikey local real estate market a little slow if there's no appreciation there's no equity no worries there are lots of markets and many are booming G'day mate, this is Luke Chadwick, the Deal Hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time travelling all over the US and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1-877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1-877-411-4476. Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1-877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every weekend on the radio and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. And if you listen via podcast or while you're working out, especially if you're working out this week, because we're talking about loan workouts, exercising your options, and there's lots of those options uh, that we'll uh, be talking about. So uh, thanks uh, for tuning in uh, to the show. Uh, Just about to enter our 11th year of broadcasting. Wow. Wow. We're almost out of prepubescence. Something like that. Almost. Well, We're in double topics, digits. Topics to talk about. I know you'll run out of those. Yeah. Yeah. We'll run out of... Uh, that was one of our concerns <laughs> when we started the show. Well, after about 16 <laughs> weeks, what will we talk about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but luckily, the economy keeps giving us more to talk about. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about this concept of modifying a loan, a workout. What you're looking to do is negotiate a, a new plan. That, to, to sum up what we talked about in uh, the first segment, we're renegotiating based on the new rules and the new market and the new economy and all of that. So because we both agreed, the lender and the borrower, to some terms, we're now going back to our lender saying, hey, uh, you're my partner in this property, and uh, I'm your partner because I'm the one who's paying or not paying, as the case may be, and uh, we need to we need to work this out because you don't want the property. I don't want to lose the property. Now, let's back up. There, there may be a situation where you've decided you do want to lose the property. That's separate, right? If you decided I want out of this property, there's a whole road you can go down. We may get to that. We may not on today's show, but just to stick to it, the modification part of it. So there's a lot of options. You can come up with something called a repayment plan. Say you're behind and you can negotiate with your lender to repay. Now, if it was a one-time instance, you lost your job and now you have a new job. And so I couldn't pay my house payment for three months, but now I'm back on track. Well, it's possible that you can take that amount that you owe plus usually late payments and penalties, and sometimes you can negotiate those down or away today, and come up with a separate repayment plan and get back on, on track with your with your mortgage. Not too likely for most people today, right? If we had the ability to do that, we would have done it. 
right? But still, it's one of the ways you can you can look at. Then there is a, a true modification where we change terms in the loan. That's what happened to my commercial loan is that they lowered the interest rate. They did not change the amortization. They did not change the length of the loan. We didn't change the documentation regarding the collateral or, or their ability to have assignment of rents or any of that. All that stayed the same. But it's interesting. In the modification document, which is about four or five pages, it, it, it said that this change was necessary to protect both the borrower and the lender and that there was an advantage to, to both. Write in the loan documents because there is an advantage to your lender to, to have a performing asset as we talked about. Then there's something called a forbearance. Now, a forbearance is when you take, essentially, a forbearance comes into play when you're already in default and headed towards a foreclosure, and you go to your lender and say, listen, I owe some past months of payments, four months, whatever it might be. If you will temporarily halt collection activity, and so that foreclosure halts, then we will set up a payment schedule so that I can get even. And typically what that would look like is you would pay a little above your mortgage payment for nine months, 12 months, 16 months, so that at the end of that time you'd be caught up. In other cases when that's not possible, they'll take a portion of the previously owed payments and and, uh, collection efforts and and, uh, fees and all that and tack it on at the end of your loan where your actual loan amount changes, giving you some breathing room. It's another very uh, – uh, obvious way today uh, that uh, folks are, are negotiating this. And then there's the route that is, I don't want the property and how do I best correct, you know, move on and that's through foreclosure, a deed in lieu of foreclosure, declaring bankruptcy, those kind of things. And and uh, that may we may get to some of that and, and we may not. So what you have to understand is that different lenders have different policies regarding all of this. If you have three lenders on three different properties and you make three phone calls, you're going to probably get three different answers because they're not all the same. Right, exactly. And that's because the pressure they're under is different. Their balance sheets are in different uh, positions. Their uh, organizational structure and decision-making process is different. A lot of times you think you're talking to someone who's in the loan mod department and you're really talking to somebody who's in the debt collection department. And uh, so we'll probably talk a little bit more about making sure that you're talking to the right people. But the point is, is that uh, every lender, just like every business, has different hot buttons. There's a few things they're going to have in common, which makes them open, but some are going to be more open than others. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's basically three ways you can go about loan modification. The first is to do it yourself. You're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call your lender. And that is a very common way and probably a good way to start, depending on where you are in the process. If you're uh, foreclosure sale is next Tuesday, then maybe that's not the best way to go. So the first way is to do it yourself. The second way is to hire a company that is going to do this on your behalf. They're a negotiator or a credit counseling service, someone who's going to step in and assume the role of mediator between the parties. Now, some advantages to that are the arm's length part of it. You're too close often to the situation, especially if it's your home and especially if there's been some emotionally charged issues around it. Uh, that have created the problem. So there's some some pros uh, for doing that, and then there's some cons, right? The cons are it's maybe more expensive, and the people aren't attached emotionally, and so they may not negotiate to the best uh, result. And then the third way is to hire an attorney, because a lot of the firms that offer to do loan modification on your behalf are not legal firms. But the most expensive way to do it is to hire an attorney that specializes in this, and there are some reasons why you might want to consider that. Even though it costs you more, your attorney is extremely good at uh, negotiation and extremely adept at analyzing your mortgage uh, documentation to see if there are any issues. 
I read a report that said more than 65% of loans originated between 2001 and 2008, one to four unit loans. They were attorneys were able to find a RESPA violation within the loan paperwork because people were sloppy when this whole thing was going on. If the attorney can find a violation, that's something they can go to the lender and say, listen, you're not going to get the property. What you're going to get is a lawsuit, and we're going to get a lot of money, so I think you better work with us. And so a non-attorney, and certainly you, you're not going to be able to play that card. So I'm not saying you definitely want to hire an attorney. It's just sometimes there's a reason why you do. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at sports figures and, and uh, entertainers, they have agents. You know, In a real estate transaction, you have an agent. That, you know, To your point, Robert, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to have professional representation. Uh, because they have that arm's length, and, and that's huge. And the other thing is, is you can play good cop, bad cop. There's a lot of things you can do. The advantage of an attorney is the communication between you and the attorney is privileged. And let's just say you're one of those people that took advantage of what they call liar loans, and maybe you didn't even know it. I mean, maybe you didn't even know because there are people out there who filled out an application. They told the truth, and then their mortgage broker, unfortunately, you know, kind of doctored up their loan app, and when they got to the closing table, they got a three-inch stack of paper, sign this, sign this, sign this, yeah, sign but- but you got to understand, Russ, when those mortgage brokers, when they said they were stated loan, they didn't understand who was supposed to state the income. <laughs> well, you can't blame them for that. Well, I mean, to your point, though, Robert, is that you've got um, on, on the consumer side, you've got uh, attorneys that can go through the document and find out where there might have been RESPA violations. On the flip side, you can bet that uh, those guys are looking through there for fraud and if there's a way for them to get out of the contract in, in that regard. so um, But, you know, their only real recourse in that case really – uh, is still to take the property, and they don't want the property. So um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I like professional representation over not. I like attorneys over, you know, just, you know, lay per- people doing it. Uh, I think there's a lot of advantages to doing it, but however you choose to do it, you know, and we've seen people have success individually or with representation. The, the point is there are a lot of options out there. All right, so let's talk about what success looks like. Here is what we have seen uh, people, especially attorneys, be able to negotiate. Lower the interest rate, right? I've had that happen personally. Two other cases that I have seconds on properties, unsolicited, I received correspondence from the lender offering to lower my rate. Well, I didn't ask. I didn't get in a conversation. I wasn't late. I got a letter that said, your interest rate, you know, a lot of interest rates on seconds are up in the 11, 12, 14% range. And one of the lenders was going to just drop my interest rate uh, for the life of the loan by more than three points. Just sign here and send this back. Now, why would they do that? Preemptive strike. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're probably realizing that there's not much value there and anything they can get is better than nothing. A lot of seconds are being wiped out today. So... There's, they're willing to work. So there's some, so, you know, if it's a, a small modification, you may be able to handle it uh, on on your own. So lowering the interest rate definitely a possibility. What else? Lower the payment. There are lenders today that are increasing amortization amounts to get your payment down, or coming up with a new adjustable schedule that's in your favor to lower the payment short term. Right, the one I talked about on my commercial building, they lowered uh, the payment for, I mean, lowered the interest rate for two years, and after that, it can adjust again. And there's a cap on how much you can adjust, but it's adjustable after two years. So that's that's two years. They're working with me now. What did I have to do? I had to submit, you know, all the information I would when I typically, you know, when I got the loan a year and a half ago, I had to submit, submit, you know, documentation of everything, including rent rolls. And I had to paint the picture. And I painted the picture of here's why this property is in this state. 
and and here what here's what the situation. I understand this is a a multi unit property, and so. Unlike a one-to-four unit loan where your lender made you the loan based on your income and ability in addition to what tenant's income might be, once you pass five units, the property is supposed to count. They aren't supposed to look to me personally to come up with the money. Now, they will if, if I have to, right? Someone has to make the payment. But my argument is a very valid argument, which is my rents are down temporarily, so you and me, Mr. Lender, Mr. Partner, can get this property performing, but they're down, so you got to work with me. And, and, and they did, lo and behold. Now, what's great about that is many people who are challenged right now have a situation where either because they have a lot of property or because they have been paying late, their credit is, is either, either in trouble or ruined. They probably couldn't get a new loan. However, you still can work out something with your existing lender. So what else can you do? It is possible and reasonable and within the lender's ability to forgive past balances and late fees. They can just forgive that completely. You owe us $13,000 in missed payments and late fees, but you know what? We're just going to set that aside and we're going to start over. They have the ability to do that. Sometimes they tack it on in the loan, sometimes they don't. There's also the issue of how your loan gets reported on your credit. This is huge, right? To maintain whatever semblance of credit you have as you move along, the lender is going to typically report you to the credit bureaus, the credit agencies. They have some latitude in what they will report, and so you have some flexibility there. And then finally, uh, one of the results we're seeing today is the ability to lower the principal amount. You want to do the homework, see what your property's worth. If it, in fact, is upside down, which is a lot of the loans out there today, the property today is worth less than the loan. A couple of ways you can go if you want to keep uh, the property. You can uh, negotiate to lower the principal balance. If you don't, it's something called a short sale, which we'll talk about when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. Today, the topic is loan workouts, exercising your options. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Chadwick. Look, Chadwick. Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Go online with the real estate guys we need to know what you think about the real estate guys so we're asking our listeners to complete an anonymous online survey you'll help give us valuable information to grow the real estate guys show and provide you with the info that you're looking for while you're online subscribe to our e-newsletter you'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the real estate guys We'd love your feedback. Go online now at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. 
Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on Resources. realestateguysradio.com Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Guys radio program. However and wherever you listen, we appreciate it. You might listen live on the radio or uh, to our podcast or uh, to an MP3. And who knows, maybe you're listening like years after the show uh, was originally broadcast, uh, which people do. I just ran into a guy comes with his little his little iPod and it goes. I have like a hundred of your shows in my iPod. <laughs> I have a hundred of our shows in my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, boy, that's the cure for insomnia. A hundred of our shows. But uh, thanks uh, for tuning in. We're talking about loan workouts and modifications. But before we continue, it is time to play real estate trivia. That's right. It's a chance for you to win a prize. By knowing today's real estate trivia question, it has something to do with our real estate, obviously, and the first person with the right answer will win an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our real estate investment book. Find out more at equityhappens.com. Also, all the other folks who uh, enter the contest but are not the first in, if you have the right answer, you'll be entered into a drawing for a second book. That way, people who listen via podcast and the like can still have an opportunity to win. So we're not discriminating uh, as much. So we're you, discriminating. You have to have the right answer to the trivia question. And then if you do, uh, you could be the proud owner of Equity Happens. So as soon as you hear the question or know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address so that we can send you your fabulous thick book if you're the winner. So before we do this week's trivia question, let's uh, review. Last week, uh, we talked about, of course, what was happening in the financial markets. And here's our trivia question. Washington Mutual is the largest bank to fail in U.S. history. What bank previously held the record? And uh, this is a tough question submitted by Russell Gray. Uh, the answer, Continental Illinois Bank in 1984 failed, uh, and it was a $40 billion bank. And how big was Washington Mutual? WAMU had $183 billion in deposits. So it was at least that big, and you know, something like three hundred and seven or three hundred eight billion dollars in mortgages. Wow! Continental was one of over two thousand banks that failed at that time. Yeah. They just happened to be the biggest one. They were the biggest. All right. So uh, here's this week's trivia question. We're talking about loan mods modifications. So we're going to uh, do our best to tie that into a trivia question. There was a great show years ago called The Mod Squad. They had three hipper-than-hip undercover cops named... Do you remember their names? I do. That's not the trivia question, so... Oh, good. Can... Okay, the girl's name was Julie. Julie, I Julie yeah. because I was a young uh, kid, and I liked Julie. I remember Link. Link. Right? Clarence Williams III played Link. That's right. And... Uh... The other one's a hard one. Pete. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah, it's Pete. So uh, how, that's not really... See, the reason we didn't answer the, ask the names is that's not really a, a real estate trivia question. So here's the real estate part of it. What city did they protect? What city did the Mod Squad protect? What city was it filmed in, the show The Mod it, Squad? It wasn't Oz. It was not the city of Oz. No, it was a different city. So if you know that, you're going to uh, send the answer along with your name and mailing address. We need that or we can't send you your book, silly, to uh, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's real, uh, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Not real estate at trivia.com. I'm sure that'll get you something, but not 
equity happens. And the uh, first person is going to win a book, and then uh, we'll put the rest into a, into a hat. And there'll be a lot of guesses for this, and most of them will be right. So we're talking about uh, loan workouts. How do we uh, change the terms of our loan given the current economic climate? And so uh, you've got a lot of options, as, as we've talked about. Now, what you want to make sure you understand is that even though this is um, a mutual agreement to modify the terms of your loan, in a way there is some uh, adversarial positioning happening. For instance, we've heard lots of stories of the lender on the other end of the phone line saying, oh, yes, you bet, absolutely, happy to do that. Let's send you the paperwork. And there's been a couple of hidden things in the paperwork. Yeah. I mean, uh, they send you what you think is a loan modification, and you find out it's really a forbearance agreement. And a forbearance agreement doesn't forgive anything, doesn't modify anything. All it does is say, hey, we're not going to foreclose if you will pay us some money. And a lot of times that technique is just designed to squeeze a little bit more money out of you before they're going to go ahead and foreclose anyway. And so that's, again, my argument earlier is why you want to have professional representation, because if you're not familiar with these documents, if you don't know the difference between a forbearance and a uh, loan modification, and they send you the paperwork and you think you've cut a deal, you may not have a deal. Now, they record all their phone calls. And uh, you shouldn't be shy about saying, hey, when you're on the phone with them, saying, hey, you know, I know you're recording this phone call. Do you mind if I record the phone call? That is great advice. It's inexpensive to get a recording device. Many cell phones have it built in today. And uh, you do have to inform the other party, of course, when you're recording. But they are recording your call, and uh, you should too. And they should not object to that. So I would absolutely, because, uh, you know, your mind's going a million miles a, a minute. You may not understand all the terminology. Um, just understand that that nobody wants the foreclosure to happen nobody wants to take the property back you don't want to lose it so let's get it let's get it. but to your point about the adversarial relationship um at the beginning anyway is is you know you don't have money they don't necessarily believe you don't have money they want as much money as they can get out of you uh you know and so you just need to understand that uh even though you're trying to work together you still got to keep some cards against your chest and if somewhere down the road you start out doing this on your own and then later you decide hey i'm going to get professional representation if you have some recorded phone calls right that helps your professional get up to speed on your situation a lot faster well the other thing is just keep in mind that they're recording so be consistent right the one number one question i'll ask is hey what you know tell me what happened what why are you behind if you're behind on the on the loan that's different than if you're just asking for a modification based on value or or because it's a good thing to do or because Dog eat my paycheck. Right, whatever it is, right? You just have to, to, to give them a palatable reason. Lots of reasons why people are in trouble today, and don't be embarrassed by it. It's what the facts are, but be consistent. Don't tell lender A one story and then make up a different story for lender B, right? It's the, the truth is the truth, and the truth will set you free, and it may even save you some money. So what are some other options you have? Well, one of the original options, you know, you can, if you're behind or if you have a problem or if the loan's upside down, is to refinance. If the property doesn't have enough value or if you can't qualify today, that's not a, a real option. But it is an option that some people are able to exercise. And then there's the whole list of options when you don't want to keep the property. If you aren't intending to keep the property, you could put it up for sale. If there's enough money to pay the sales costs, pay off the lender, and then some, great. But in many cases today, because of what's happened to real estate values across the country, the loans are worth less than the property value, or at least once you've paid costs and fees and so forth, there's not enough left. So in that case, you can still sell the property, but you have to get your lender's permission via something called a short sale or short pay, depending on whether the lender is willing to take less than the amount, which many times they are. Understand if they take back the property, it's going to cost them a lot more because they are not very effective or efficient at marketing properties and get them up to speed and all that stuff. They, they've never been to your house. They've never seen your duplex. 
They've made their decisions far away in some boardroom and some computer screen somewhere. They don't know what the market's like. And so sometimes you have to build a case for yourself. We had a very clever investor who was in a situation trying to get his loan modified, and he hadn't been late. And the lender basically said, well, I don't see a problem. You're not late. Why should we change the loan? He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. It's getting harder and harder and harder for me to make the payment, and I'm about to be late. So he went through, and he took pictures of five houses in the neighborhood that were either in foreclosure, disrepair, or had been boarded up, and said, this is what we're dealing with in this neighborhood. And a picture's worth a thousand words, and he got their attention, was able to modify the loan. This could be you. This could be you. This is this could this be what you your want? house. Right, <laughs> a boarded Bank. up house. Is this what you want? A graffiti, right? Now you can still get the paint, you know. And, anyway, sorry. So um, that's the that's the, those are certainly uh, options. That's but, called staging. Yeah, <laughs> reverse staging uh, today. But um, but with short sales, it's a whole arena. And Bob, you probably have some advice about uh, a short sale. Yeah, I do. You know, uh, let me just say this in a general way. We always talk about the fact you need to be well-educated. In a time like this with incredible chaos, with so much information available to the world, there are a lot of companies springing up, and you'll see this all the time, but there are companies springing up offering you all kinds of things. Uh, One of the things that there are companies that are offering to help you fix the loan. I was looking at one a few minutes ago when they've offered to put – to give me a job as the guy who helps you fix your loan. They have no idea whether I have any background in this, whether I, I could be totally clueless. How am I going to help you if I don't know a heck of a lot more than you do? Is that is that because they heard you on the radio, Bob, or is this some <laughs> random solicitation because you have a real estate broker's license? Totally, totally random. And when you go, they've got a little website. When you go to it, it says, watch this secret underground video the bank doesn't want you to learn. And then they it's give you It's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, uh, I never share this information with anybody. You know... I haven't Except the 40 million people that <laughs> just spam right, on YouTube I, that saw it last week. I suspect they want me to pay a little opportunity cost to come get in this brand new fabulous business you that think? they will help me take care of. Yeah. And, of course, you have no idea what they are. So all I'm saying with this point is before you get somebody to help you, check them out. Make sure you know what the parameters are and make sure you get some background and reference on these folks. Yeah, it's huge. And there's lots of different ways. I mean, a lot of lenders today actually have found great solutions. You know, I like to joke that, well, we got you into this loan, we'll help you get out of it. But that's what we're seeing. We're seeing lenders that are offering this kind of ombudsmanship, you know, being the the neutral person to, to get, get in there and help. And again, remember, if it's a mortgage broker, that 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 paper was sold. They weren't the ones that actually made the loan to you, and they're working on your behalf. So your mortgage broker probably knows how to ask them the right questions, as will your real estate attorney. We'll talk about some of the sources and resources uh, when we come back. Loan modifications and workouts, what are your options? We'll discuss more of them when the Real Estate Guys radio program returns. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, I'm here with Paul Dow from Timeshares Only, who's telling me that now is the perfect time to be selling a timeshare. That's right. The market is really hot right now. There are literally thousands of people looking to buy a timeshare. And you've got some help for sellers. Absolutely. Right now, I'm giving away a free kit that includes the top 10 secrets to buying and selling timeshares. Well, that does sound helpful. Yeah, this is really good stuff to know for anyone who's even thinking about selling a timeshare, because these are things that can make you thousands of dollars. And this information is free? 
absolutely free. But this is a limited time offer, so you need to call our toll-free number now so we can rush it out to you. Okay, that's the top 10 secrets to buying and selling timeshares. Yours absolutely free. Call us now. We can help you make thousands of dollars. Here's the phone number to call. 1-800-550-7292. That's 1-800-550-7292. 1-800-550-7292. Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day, mate. This is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time traveling all over the U.S. and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties, and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1-877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1-877-411-4476. Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1-877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I would be your host, uh, Robert Helms, with me co-host financial strategist, Russell Gray. Always a pleasure. And the godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Yeah, this is so fun. These times are gone bam like that. We don't get warmed up. I know. So much uh, content <laughs> and uh, and so little ability to get it out there. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a complicated procedure, and uh, every case is different. So where you are and where you want to go, you got to get that figured out first, right? One of the first things your lender is going to say is now, what's your intention? Do you intend to keep the property? Would you like to stay in the property or not? And most of what we talked about up to now has been the answer is yes, we'd like to stay in. In a minute, we'll talk about well, some of the things that are possibilities if your answer is, you know what, I just I just need to get out of this thing. I need to walk away from this alligator. But uh, but to start with, we're talking about there's a, there's, some, there's a couple of other possibilities. There's the possibility for you to have uh, a bailout loan. And this is where some of those opportunists are coming in and saying, we will get you a loan that will help you out of this problem. And sometimes they negotiate a short pay and then give you a loan, and it's a teaser loan eventually, but it's going to, at the end of the day, be a more expensive loan for you, most likely. And sometimes these are hard money loans, and usually the numbers don't make sense. But what we're seeing lately is a lot of folks have come up with this concept of going to the homeowner who's behind in default and saying, we'll work with you to arrange a short sale to us, and then we will rent the house to you with a lease option to buy it back. That's a pretty clever concept, but you have to make sure that you have that vetted through an attorney because there's lots of opportunity there for, I don't want to call it fraud, but let's just say challenges, right? Abuse. If you, abuse. That's a better better word. Lease options classically are going to have people with different things. You're trying to put a deal together. Why do, if you're doing a lease option, you're, you're normally would either be doing a purchase or a lease option. I can buy it right now or I can't, but I want to buy it. I'm waiting for something to get better. So if you get into a lease option in a case like this, you still have to be able to afford it. You got right. to. You're going to have to qualify at some point in the future, you for will. sure. So yeah. if your credit has been decimated because of this, doesn't mean you're not going to be able to buy a house in a couple of years. I mean, if ever there is a, been a time in history where looking back with your mortgage professional and they see uh, some glitches in your credit, you go, "Oh yeah, remember that? That was the mortgage meltdown, right? Five years from now, because we've well, had really good credit for 30 years, except what happened here." Well, you remember the mortgage meltdown? Oh, oh, that's right. 
I mean, it'll be really easy to explain that stuff in the future. So, you know, but but yeah, you're right. You're going to have to ultimately uh, ultimately qualify it. So so let's talk about what if you don't want the property? What's your option? Option one, the ostrich syndrome. Do nothing. Just don't do anything. Quit making the payments. And before no, before long, due process will happen. And <laughs> the uh, sheriff will show the up. The sheriff, sheriff will show will up. Come. Tell you it's time to leave, sir. They might help you move. Right? That's not the one we suggest, right? We suggest there being a little more thought put into that. And so depending on whether you're in a mortgage state or a deed of trust state and with a judicial foreclosure, a lot of, a lot of different things you got to think about. But understand the process. Your lender does not want to have to go through all of the difficulty in a foreclosure. It's timely. It's expensive. So you can offer something called a deed in lieu of foreclosure. This is where you agree, Mr. Lender, I'm just going to put down my sword, and I want you to as well, and I'm going to hand you the deed to the property. I'm going to move out. I'm even going to clean the carpet, and uh, it's your it's your house now, and uh, just I'm, I'm gone. Now, if you're going to do that, you may be able to negotiate some of your exit because there's a lot r- relying on this. There's the, the biggest thing really to think about is a tax issue called debt relief. Right. And if you, and we're not tax professionals, so consult your, your CPA your, or your tax attorney, but uh, if you are relieved of debt, there is an excellent chance that you are going to receive a 1099 for the tax. Right? You're gonna, ah, yeah, you're going to be taxed for it. So say it's even possible loan modification. I owe $500,000. I work out an agreement where I'm going to reduce my principal to $400,000. Woohoo! Well, I might have just got a $100,000 debt relief and a 1099 for 100 grand and no income to pay the tax that would be bad that would be bad bob so that's something that you can <laughs> negotiate when it when it comes to this so maybe maybe it's a, a, a deed in lieu is uh, is the way way to go so that's that's another uh, possibility just one comment about deed in lieu i think this is being totally underutilized by those lenders who are in trouble out there i think it's going to change but right now what i see is unless you are Already in trouble with these guys. They're, they're not going to talk to you at all. We're seeing that there's more conversation. But what are they afraid of? Why wouldn't they just take the deed in lieu, save six months, save they, the They expense? still don't want the property. I mean, at the, uh-huh. end of the, yeah, at the end of the day, they still don't want the property. But if they think you're willing to walk on the property, they might negotiate a little stronger on the loan. So just something to think about. Yeah, and, and really, there's a, I mean, if you think about, we, we, when we talk about investors on our show, we're talking about real estate investors, people that invest in, in property. But the lender, right, who's the lender? This mythical lender, right? There are investors, people who put their money up either privately or through securities to loan money out on these properties. They're wanting a return. Their return comes from when you make your payment and uh, the interest rate and all of that. And, and rather than get the, they don't want. They really don't want the property. If they're going to take a hit and a reduction in either their payment or their principal, that might look pretty good where they're sitting. And that's really the idea. It's a negotiation. You're trying to create. It's not It's not necessarily a win-win because it's not super happy for either party, but it's it's a coming together. It's something that works for both parties. Everybody loses less. But Everybody I, loses less. But, but I think less. the environment we're in, I think the point is, is that loan modification is probably the preferred option. A second only to you just making your payment and keeping everything current. So you're going to get a lot of cooperation in this current environment. And then a couple other things maybe to, to mention is just, uh, you know, if you hire somebody to do this, you need to understand what the fee structure is, when you pay, how much you pay, what your rights are. If it doesn't happen, all that kind of stuff, that's maybe a bigger topic for today. But but make sure you understand those things before you start writing checks or signing papers. Yeah, and you know what? Before you make the call, read through your loan documents. You should have when you signed the loan, but you probably didn't. So read through and understand what your rights and responsibilities are, and that gives you a starting a starting place of what can be negotiated. 
The other thing to keep in mind is the person on the other end of the phone has been through this a lot more than you, right? The, the people that work in the loan modification departments of these various lenders, I mean, they're all day long. This is what they've been doing now for a year sometimes. So they're very well acquainted with what can be done and what can't. You also have a, an intermediary that will sometimes uh, step in. Uh, many loans, uh, the actual collection and administration of loans is done by a loan servicing company, right. which can be owned, a subsidiary of the lender, but it's still different. Different people in a different building, typically, and they will act almost as a, as a, as a, a neutral. They're not a neutral third party, but they're a third party. So they will co- help you collect the data, and they will present it to the lender for an answer. And so they'll tell you, "Hey, you know what? This is this is what I've seen go through and be accepted. And, and if you ask for this, it's probably not going to be right." In the case you told you about my loan modification, I, the loan rate was eleven point nine. I was thinking if I can get eight or seven, that'd be great. And she said, my loan servicing rep said. You know what? I'm gonna put this in at five. It's stretching it, but you've got a valid, you know, reason. You've got rent rolls. You've got pictures of units being rehabbed. This is a strong market. Your property's in. You know, I think I can make a case. And sure enough, she came back and got me five percent. So you, you got to kind of rely on people that have done it, whether they work directly for the company. You got to have a little grain of salt there, or these third parties. Right. And to Bob's point, if you're going to hire a third party to do it, um, ask the questions. Get some references. These folks have sprouted up. Now, we've been in, in conversations uh, for our television program. We've met some of these people. Uh, we'll probably have some guests on the radio, I would guess, in the in the next coming months as this becomes uh, uh, more of a hot topic. Uh, but So we've met some people and done a, a, an amount of diligence and feel good about some, but we've also found some that are absolutely opportunists who are propping up from these email ads, uh, right, to, to uh, all of a sudden overnight, you know, I was selling shoes last week, now I'm a loan mod expert. So just like everything else, when there's an opportunity, lots of people come uh, to bat and you want to do your research. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like if you have a picnic and all the bugs come out, you know, anywhere there's <laughs> anywhere there's something to eat, you're going to attract uh, some pests and guests that you didn't necessarily want to have. So the key is, I mean, I think the theme is, is that there's just a ton of opportunity right now, especially if you've uh, got a portfolio with a lot of loans. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's there's a lot at stake and it's it's a lot of work. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not a lot of work. It's a pain. But and, and it can cost you some money. But it can also make you some money because if, if if the choice is staying in your property and having it 10 years from now versus not, you, if, man, I'm telling you, you're going to be happier being in the property 10 years from now because if you believe real estate will be worth more in 10 years, then that's what you're fighting through. It's just, you know, you, it's just like the process of trying to find a good investment property, buying it, arranging the financing, getting the property management in place. If you've done all that hard work and the numbers just aren't working out for you, um, because the thing isn't appreciating and your exit strategy to get out quick, flip out of it, maybe what you had planned on doing isn't there, then you've got to rearrange your debt structure. And, you know, so it makes a lot of sense to pay attention to this particular topic. Yeah, it sure does. Now, there's even some things beyond what we've talked about and uh, kind of your last ditch effort uh, is maybe a bankruptcy. A bankruptcy will halt a foreclosure in many states under many circumstances, not all circumstances. And uh, that's kind of a last ditch effort. But if your credit is gone and everything's ugly and your world is crumbling down, that may be a last bit of protection. Bankruptcy isn't going to protect your 12 properties, by the way, if no. you're a landlord or right. with a lot of properties. Uh, it certainly will protect your personal residence, maybe more, but you can't count on it being a cure-all for those properties. Yeah. So, you know, coming back to the professionals you need to have in your life to do this, in addition to whoever you have represent you in terms of negotiating and doing the loan workouts themselves, 
Uh, Robert, you mentioned earlier making sure you've got a tax advisor on your team so you understand those ramifications because your loan mod person isn't going to be able to tell you that or shouldn't because they shouldn't be giving you tax advice. The other is a bankruptcy attorney. If you think you're so far in, in desperate straits that bankruptcy is a viable option, uh, then you need to have somebody who can explain to you what the ramifications of that is and what your options really are. You know, it, so anyway. So here's what what uh, we've done. We've actually gone to uh, many of these experts and have gotten their opinion and are in the process of writing a report, free report to the Real Estate Guys listeners, what you must know before attempting a loan workout. If you'd like a copy of it, uh, go ahead and send an email to workout at realestateguysradio.com, workout at realestateguysradio.com. Now, I can't promise you you're going to get it immediately because we are working on this as we speak to put together all the pieces. We've gathered a lot of the information. There's been so much today, and I know it's confusing, and so uh, we've attempted to put it together in a way that you guys can uh, read through it, understand, and it's just information. We aren't professionals telling you what to do. Just one more way that you can understand because it's serious consequences, and we'd love to see it be a, a win in the long term for you. That's today's show. Thanks to uh, our esteemed colleagues, Chathar Engineer, Matthew, our executive producer. See you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Go make some equity happen, would you? Real Estate Guys, brought to you in part by The Investor's Paradigm. Learn how investing in real estate, accounts receivables, hard money, lending, and other strategies can give you positive cash flow fast. Call 800-265-4817. Texas Investor Homes, model home leasebacks for long-distance investing. Call 972-897-6190 or visit TexasInvestorHomes.com. Corporate Direct, get the edge in business and wealth, building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800-600-1760. And Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN. Find out about these and other valued sponsors on the sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com and learn how you can sponsor the program, 510-521-5100. We'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, you know you need to be concerned about asset protection. When an investor asks me about the litigation explosion in America and what they can do to better protect their real estate assets, I like to refer them to Corporate Direct. Equity happens, but it can be limited without solid asset protection in place. And Corporate Direct protects your assets. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett and his staff are knowledgeable, helpful, and surprisingly affordable. And I know, I've used Corporate Direct and have been exceedingly satisfied with their service. They're on the web at CorporateDirect.com, or you can call them at 1-800-600-1760. That's CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. You know you need asset protection for your real estate, so visit CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. Find them on the resource page at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's CorporateDirect.com.